Blog Talk Radio. Hello, America. This is Billy Jones, the author of Everyday Folks Books and the creator of Everyday Folks Radio. Thank you for tuning in today, July 17th, Sunday at 3 p.m. Here in Miami, it is such a beautiful day, a very hot day, but nonetheless a great day for Everyday Folks Radio. Today on this show, I want to thank you for your continued support. Continuously for the past seven months, you have allowed me to bring everyday people into your homes, into your minds and hearts. And with over 1,400 listeners who are listening today, it is with great gratitude that I say thank you for your continued support. On this show, we celebrate the achievements of everyday extraordinary people who are making things happen in their respective industries, whether it be their professional interests or their personal hobbies or entrepreneurial um, endeavors. And I love this because this gives me a chance to a share what the Everyday Folks book platform is about. And even more so, it allows me to learn. I'm a life learner, and I like meeting people. And everyone who I meet, I learn and I take away something very valuable from their experiences. And even though we may walk different paths, we may come from different cultural backgrounds or even genders or interests. One thing is for certain is that we're one part, we're all part of one race, the human race. And there is a common thread among all of us that bounds us together. Today's guest, is someone who is very special. Before I read her, read her bio, I'd like to share, if you'd like to speak to me or my special guest, you may call at 347-539-5372. I'll give you that line again, 347-539-5372. That's our call-in line. And if you prefer to email me with your questions, comments, or requests to me or our esteemed guests, you may do so at any time at Everyday folks listen at gmail.com. Again, that is everyday folks with an S listen at gmail.com. Before I introduce my guest, just a special shout out to a couple of individuals. First, your team to start and bring many people the fascination with. The, the pop, the pop culture, and as well as surprising us, some of the latest that's going on there in terms of the the, the rigidity of, of becoming a pop artist, and also sharing shedding light on their their special lives, their private lives that people don't get to see from the stage. So continue to support those our team on the K-pop crew every other Friday at 1 p.m. here on Everyday Folks Radio. And then secondly, I'd be remiss if I did not acknowledge my other dear colleague, Anike S., the host of A Journey into Passion, where she explores people's passions and interests. Her next show airs this Saturday coming at 2 p.m. right here in Everyday Folks. So you will be seeing more promos and information pertaining to those particular shows on my author page at billypauljones.com or any of my social media links, what have you. We'll be reaching you, and if you and your support is appreciated by reaching out to others and sharing sharing with them the great work that we're doing here at Everyday Folks Radio. Now for our esteemed guest, 
I am pleased to introduce a very special lady. And I'm going to read the bio that is stated on the Blog Talk Radio page and as well as on my author page to introduce this phenomenal woman. Join me, Billy Jones, for an interview with Vismaya Rubin, entrepreneur. Vismaya Rubin is on a mission to help people celebrate the deliciousness in life. Through gratitude practice, she teaches people to savor their experiences while connecting to the lessons they are supposed to learn. Her friends call her Vismaya, a name that means surprise or wonder, of which she was given during her travels to India. For her, life is full of surprises. She believes that if we don't accept the gifts that life offers, they stop coming. Well said. This is a segment you surely don't want to miss. I'd also like to share what's fascinating about Vismaya is that she's not afraid to go out on a limb to discover her truth and to share her gifts with the world. And in the wake of all the challenging things that are going on, and we can speak right here in our own backyard from Florida to across the world in France, I think we are in dire need of more individuals sharing their gratitude. Ladies and gentlemen, it is, I am pleased to introduce Ms. Vismaya Rubin. Hi, Vismaya. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm very excited to be here. I am so excited because you topic that is so positive. You are about positivity. Thank you. Start it off. People think when they think of the word gratitude, that everyone has a denotation for it. But I'm going to read the one that I Googled here a couple hours ago, and I just want to share this with folks. Gratitude means the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for, and to return kindness. And when I look at what you do, and I've had an opportunity to engage with you over the past few days of the extraordinary work that you're doing and the drive behind it. I think you epitomize gratitude. So I want to say congratulations, first of all. Thank you. Well, Vismaya, before um, journeying onto this endeavor of owning a business, you, had another, you, you have another life, obviously, as we all do. And you started in education. What prompted you to start your gratitude endeavor? Um. It was actually an accident. I was at a woman's workshop on 11-11-11, and this young girl was saying that she had a little box that she kept by her bed where she put her worries, she put the things she was grateful for, she put her goals, all these little things in the box, and then she would look at it from time to time. And I said, oh, wow, I've, you know, I've done a lot of traveling, and that morning I happened to look through um, a box, and I found all these little boxes that I have, and I'm like, well, they're too small, I can't do what she's doing, and I let it go. And about mm-hmm. a week later, a friend of mine called me up, and she's not a complainer, and she doesn't really, you know, she's usually very positive, and whatever comes out of her mouth, and she says, oh, my God, I had such a bad day at work, and this happened, and that happened, and something clicked, and I said, well, if you had a gratitude bag, and that was it. I, you know, I called my stepdad up. I said, listen, I need to know how to sew. And he's like, okay. So it was always the craziest times of night. We would start sewing at 11 o'clock, and we would be working until 3 in the morning. And then I started to meet people, or a friend of mine said, listen, if this is something that you seriously want to get into, you can't sew the bag yourself. So then it just, you know, I, I met somebody. She started sewing for me, and then it just took off from there. So it was a... Uh, it was an accident. And then what wow. I started to see was that so many people were 
really excited by the gratitude bags and really excited to use them. And then when we would have conversations, I realized that people need this, Mm. you know, people need this service. And um, I've met some great, you know, entrepreneurs and I've had some great coaching and it's turned into a business and and it's really cool because I go around town. I'm also from South Florida. I go around town and people are like, Oh my God, the gratitude bag lady. They don't always (laughs) know my name. <laughs> but they notice the hair. They see my hair and they go, I know you from somewhere. Or they come up and they share their stories with me of how they use the bags. And it's always, it's magical. It's really, mm. really cool to see how people are, are using, practicing gratitude, even in situations where life is not so, so wonderful. Oh, wow. I have to say this, Maya. First of all, I'm, I'm just even more proud. Now knowing that backstory is so imp- impressive, you make these. So everything I see on your site, you make that by hand. So there's extra care, there's gratitude in the care that you provide in creating this I make, product. Right. I make some. I do all of the embellishment myself. Right. In the beginning, I would have somebody. This is a very cool story, and I'll tell you very quickly. So I was, I was looking around. I was interviewing people who I was going to hire to sew the bags. Mm-hmm. The last person that responded to my um, ad on Craigslist was the only person I called. She's like, oh, I'm a designer out of New York. Come see me. And I thought to myself, there is no way that a designer out of New York is going to want to make my little tiny bag. She's a, a fashion uh-huh. designer. But I said, I'll go. I'll talk to her. You know, well, it will be practice for me. So I go to her office. We have a conversation. And I said, you know, it's really important for me to give back to the community, to the to empower women because I've always had, you know, really strong women in my life. And as we started talking, I still never, I didn't tell her what the project was. She says, oh, by the way, I used to teach women in jail how to sew. The women who would be sewing your bags are the women I taught when they were um, incarcerated. So when she, when they got out, she hired them. So my first few gratitude bags, my first hundreds were sewn by those women and now they're they're done in a different place, but I thought that was really um, pretty incredible how we made that connection. Wow, this Maya, what a story! You know, <laughs> I have to share it. You see, you're just so interesting. Allow me to plug you for a second, okay? You're so Thanks. interesting. <laughs> you, you are such a great storyteller, and I'm just fascinated. Are you out? In, are you are you ever interested in creating a, a YouTube channel or a video? Perhaps? of these wonderful things that you're talking about, I'm just curious to see how that would work because you're so interesting. You're like a campfire. And so people lean in and I'm listening, I'm listening to you from my home studio. It's a fascinating story. And it's so empowering. It's so all seeds that are planted can grow and sprout. I'm just Definitely. so impressed by that. So my question to you is what is your definition of success? Cause we all have, you know, I, I feel you're a successful woman. And you're very accomplished and very seasoned in your industries. So what is your definition of success? Um, I've thought about this for a while. And I think that when you're able to do something you love mm-hmm. and serve others, because for me it's, it's about also serving others and make money, because let's face it, you have to make money so that you can survive. Yeah. I think for me that that's what success is. It's it's just no, doing the things that you love to do. And do you enjoy doing what you're doing with your industry, this business? I 
love it. I absolutely love it. I will tell you I don't love necessarily setting up my tables when I do shows, but talking <laughs> to people, no, yes. I mean, let's face it. I have to schlep three 10-pound back boxes to and from my car. That part I don't love. Mm-hmm. But talking mm-hmm. to people and hearing their stories and, you know, hearing what they're grateful for or watching them. When I The last show I did, I put up this board and it says, you know, what are you grateful for? Who are you grateful for? And it was the most beautiful sight to see because there was a mother, a grandmother, and the two children. Oh, and wow. they were all like leaning over the table. Each one was writing down what they were grateful for to put on the board. I, it was, it was beautiful. It was really, really fun to watch. And and I, I, I took a picture of them. I said, you know, I can't. I don't want to ruin the moment. I said, but it is just precious. You know, you made me think of something as you're speaking. You're helping me recall an art exhibit that I saw at the Pam, uh, which was then Pam. The, the art museum down in town Miami where mm-hmm. folks would go to this wall and they'd write these little quotes about love and the art piece itself. It was an interactive art exhibit. So you would take a yeah. ribbon and write on this ribbon, this particular notion about love. It could be good, bad, or in between. And I'm just thinking what you're doing could be very transformational in communities. If we had a gratitude wall or something, a place where people could go, and take these wonderful things that they're carrying with them, but share them in a common community space, a public space, and allow people to share and be part of the experience of showing appreciation, you know, giving and returning it. Um, I thought it would be really great. A, a side note, because what you're doing is very transformational. You're hitting the core of people, and it's beyond. First, you got to fix yourself. I acknowledge that. Right. And that's the right. gratitude. First, you got to be grateful for what you have. Because before you can start acknowledging other people, you need to be grateful for what you have in your own sense. But outside of that, if we could transform communities with this incredible work that you're doing, I think everyone wins. It's just a beautiful thing. Just a thought. I love it. You but, know, I have to tell you, I will tell you that I'm still teaching. And I teach it. Last year I had ninth graders. And I always make them write a gratitude list. So each month they have to turn in a gratitude list, and um, sometimes they'll share with me, you know, they'll say it out loud what they're grateful for, and they write it on the card, and they put it on the wall, and I have a little gratitude wall. And mm-hmm. it's always interesting to see because in the beginning they are so, they fight me. They don't want to do it. And then as time goes on, they want to share what they're grateful for. They want to let people know, you know, even though my life may not be perfect, this is something that I have to be grateful for. And it really transforms, like you were saying, it transforms their life because they'll leave me little notes on on their list and um, they'll say something to me like, you know, I'm grateful that I, even though I fought with you about doing this list, I did it because now I start to see the the small things in my life that I have that I didn't pay attention to. So I agree with you. It's absolutely transformative. Well, I am, well, I'm definitely Team Vismaya. With full of surprises and wonder. <laughs> I definitely want to continue that conversation and, and continue your work because as you're talking, I'm getting ideas as a classroom there as well. And also as an author, I, I think you have something golden here. And we'll chat after, offline about more of those. But for those of you okay, who are perfect. online listening to us, you're speaking with me, Billy Jones, author of Everyday Folks. And I'm here with the amazing Ismaya Rubin, entrepreneur, Traveler. <laughs> if you'd like to listen to her or me, call us, please. 
347-539-5372. I repeat that call in one more time. 347-539-5372. And if you have any questions, comments, or requests, my inbox is open to you. It is at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Again, that is everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Yusai, I have a couple questions for you. They're coming in from listeners who are, who are online or mobily, wherever they may be. So the first okay. one comes from, comes from Jasmine right here in Miami, Florida, our hometown. She asks the following question. And I, you answered this earlier, but you may want to read it if you wish. What prompted you to start your own company? Like I said in the beginning, it was um, it was just a fluke. I did it as a, something that was fun because it sounded good. And then as I started talking to people and sharing my, my idea with people, I realized that it was something that people needed. And um, it, I could really be of service to people. And my gratitude bags could be of service to people. And it makes a difference you know, in people's lives. And I think that one of the one of the things that solidified it for me is I was doing some research on gratitude because everybody hears it and they're like, oh, it's so easy and it's so nice and we thank this and we, you know, we're, we're grateful for what we have. But Robert Emmons, who is um, one of the leading researchers on gratitude, one of the first things that I read from him, he says, you know, being grateful sometimes is hard. And when I heard that, I was like, I resonate with that. Because when life is not going the way life is supposed to be going or things happen or, you know, the proverbial lemon and, you know, you get a handful of lemons, mm-hmm. it's really imperative to have the tools to start focusing in on, you know what, my aunt is past, my aunt is, this and this happened to me in 2013. My aunt was dying of cancer. And as miserable as that experience was, I kept getting these little gems of, things to be grateful for. I had the time to be with her at the hospital. One day she said to me, um, I need you to help me with my bedpan. I really, that's not something that's a fun activity for me to change a bedpan. But what I got out of that situation was she said to me, you know what? I trust you. I trust you enough to help me in my most intimate moments. So I guess going back to answer the question, there was a need for it and it was really making a difference for people and it Mm. was fun. That's the key. What you just said, especially the word fun, is important too. If you're not enjoying the thing that you're doing, it, it it's it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be enjoyable. And if you're getting paid to do the thing you enjoy, it's even more rewarding. <laughs> and I think folks right. don't realize that you have to know who you are, know where you are in your station of your, your life station. And when you are comfortable in that skin, a lot of great things happen. You get what you put out there, and I feel. This Maya, just from what you're sharing with me, you put it out and shared your gratitude and appreciation, and now it's coming back to you. It's returning to you, and here you are with this amazing product. There are two Thank other you. questions. I have two other questions that are coming in. This one's from Carlos from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Ms. Maya. Here goes the question. What is your future outlook or goal for your company? Um. I have a few things, actually. I have a few other products that I'm putting out or that are out that I just need to be promoted. I have a memory bag for people who pass away. And um, I'm going to actually a memory uh, to a funeral home convention this summer in a couple of weeks. And mm-hmm. the idea behind that is, I'm sorry? No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, 
the idea behind that is that when somebody passes away, what normally happens is you sign the white book and you don't know, the family may not know who the people are that are there, you know, because again, in the case of my aunt, when she passed away, there were people who showed up. It was the lady at Publix and I couldn't fathom why the Publix lady was at my aunt's funeral. And I was so intrigued to find out, but I just didn't have the energy or the strength to go ask her. So I created these memory bags so that people could actually write down what it is about the deceased that touched, moved, and inspired them so that they can give it back to the family members so that the family members have something that they can go back through whenever they're ready and look and say, wow, I didn't know that, you know, my aunt or my mother or my grandmother impacted the community in the way that these people say that she impacted it. So that's one of the other, yeah, it's very cool because one of my friends actually used it and, uh, she learned so much about her mother that she couldn't, she was speechless when she started reading through the cards. That's one of the, one of the things I created. I have an I love you bag. All of that stuff is on my website. I also am going to, I'm in the process right now of creating um, an online program, and it would be mm-hmm. like 10 minutes a day. And the purpose is really how do I get out of a funk when I'm in a funk? Mm-hmm. Simple things that you can do. Every day, very small things that will get you out of a funk so that you can start to really see things and be grateful for the things that happen in your life. Wow. You know, what you're sharing, um, this my, I'm thinking of my colleague, Anika, is the host of, of Journey into Passion. And in her work, she discusses what, you know, what is your passion and finding what your passion is and connecting yourself with the right energies, the right people, the right environments to, 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 to cultivate that. But what you're providing is actually the step before that, which is first you got to really dig deeply and know who you are and be appreciative. See the glass is half full. But what do you see? And what are you drinking in that glass? And I'm speaking metaphorically here. But I think what what sharing is that what you're doing is you're be you're helping people come back to the to the foundation. What it is that I value most in this other person. And too often we can po- point the finger at individuals, and we could point out all things wrong in ourselves and others. But for once, what you're doing is, let's talk about what's right. Let's talk about what's working. And that really forces the conversation. It changes the tone of the conversation. It changes the context entirely. And I think that's very special. I'm liking what you're about. I'm just As you talk, I'm writing notes over here in the studio. Oh, I got to talk to her about this afterwards. I got to talk to her about this. Because you're really about bringing change, effectuating change in the world in a good way. And we need more of that. You know, and I wanted to be very clear. I I was going to say, I wanted to be very clear that everything that I'm saying to people that they need to do, I'm also doing myself because there are days that I'm in my own funk and that I have to practice what I preach. You know, this morning I got up and I said, tried something with my computer that I'm not a computer person. I am and I'm not. I mean, the technical stuff Mm -hmm. of the website, but I got it to work. The first thing I did, I looked over at my gratitude cards. I wrote it down. I'm like, I got the thing to work. But it's really <laughs> about a practice because, you know, it's not always easy. And I think that that's what's – that is something I think that's really important to say to people because it's not always easy to find something to be grateful for. But there, once you start practicing and looking at the world that way, you'll always find something. Mm-hmm. And you, what your tool provides is – Force is one to reflect, to memorialize those truths of gratitude. Because so often right. we can think about it, but then out of sight, out of mind, right? Right. But what you're doing and is I, creating a 
you're memorializing it in this product that you have. So I now have a, for a memory that's forever ingrained here physically, and that forces me to reflect on it a lot more readily. Because our minds, we could be in 10 different places, and we forget things. But you can't forget what you write. Right. And I'm glad you said that, actually, because sometimes I go through my gratitude bag, mm-hmm. and there are things that I wrote down that I did not remember for the life of me. I, I Out of sight, wow. out of mind. So going back, I get to relive those moments again, and I get excited again. Mm-hmm. And I get to experience, you know, what that feeling was like again. So I'm glad you said that, because I, I, I forgot to bring that up. Oh, well, you're welcome. And I have a question for you. It's actually coming from Anike. Anike is listening. <laughs> Anike Hi. has a question. I love the gratitude bag idea. This is in her email. And her question to you is, what was your first gratitude moment? I don't even know if I can t- I don't even know how to answer that because I think that one of the – I've always – I always say that I'm blessed or I'm lucky. Some people don't like the word lucky. Some people like the word blessed. But I think throughout my life, I have always been able, I've always had great experiences. I've always had things happen to me that don't happen to other people. So I don't know if I can pinpoint one. But I've always been able to see, you know, all of the the things that I have that I'm, that, all the experiences, you know, when going to camp as a little girl or, you know, my mother being a Girl Scout leader or my the tightness of my family, I've always felt lucky. Mm. I've always felt blessed. Very good. Well, that was a very good response. A couple other questions coming, and I have one, and this is one that I really love to ask my guests. So who or what inspires you, Maya, inspires you to do or be who you are today? As far as people that I'm, I always say my grandmothers were my inspiration. They're both gone now, but they were firecrackers. They beat to the tune of their own drum. They were very different. And at the same time, they were both about helping people and being mm-hmm. of service. And, you know, my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, if I said, can I bring somebody to dinner? She was like, ah, oh, you throw another potato in the pot. It was never a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, um, my other grandmother, her house looked like a thrift store because people would come with boxes and bags of clothing and trinkets for um, old age homes or Vietnam vets or whatever the organization, the 5,000 organizations she was working with at the time. And she was always willing and able to make somebody smile or give a little gift. And she didn't drive, so she had people who would take her places, but there was never a time that she didn't have something to give to somebody who was in need. Mm. So I think those two, and, and they were not, you know, docile women. They were, they beat to the tune of their own drama and they said what they needed to say and they stood up for what they believed in and they were strong and they were powerful. So I think those are the, they planted seeds from when, the time I was a little girl. Wow. Background. Your background, you have a your, your your educational backgrounds in education, your credentials. And so a question that I have for you is this. How has your profession helped prepare you? Or are there any transferable skills and or experiences that you feel prepared you for what you do in your industry as a business owner? Definitely. I mean, I know when I'm having a 
teachable moment or when I am mm-hmm. saying something that my kids are resonating with because you can hear a pin drop. And I teach ninth and 10th graders, so there are times when it is just chaos. Yeah. When I'm saying something that resonates with them, that is that will make a difference for them, um, I can see it in their eyes. I can I can see it, and that's also helped me, you know, speak in front of people and build my craft because I see what resonates with them and what they're hearing. And I also what also helps me is is I notice the things that they do based on what I say. Right. So not that you know, how do I say this? Um, they take what I what I share with them, and then they use it, and then they come back and talk to me. So that that's really helped me a lot in saying I need to to move, take this into a business. And in your in your classrooms, and just another question, follow up to what you just said. Do you find, do you share your experiences with students? Because so often they think as educators that our whole lives, yes, we love what we do in the classroom, but we do have lives outside of the class. And so do you share with them your business interests, have these interests and hobbies and that it's important that you're not just married to one career, that you should be married to, you should allow your talent to be married to many things. It was interesting. Last year I didn't tell them what my business was, but I told them I had a business. But oh, what I did it. with them is I had them, I talked about my experiences. I talked about when I did things right. I talked about when I did things not, you know, not so right, when I, when I had struggles. Because I think it's important that they see that too. They, they need to understand right. that, you know, owning a business, there are ups and there are downs, and there are times that things are going to go great, and there are times when you're frustrated. The only reason I didn't share it right away is because I was making them do um, gratitude charts. And I wanted to mm-hmm. kind of see where they went with it. And at the end of the year, I told them, well, I have a gratitude bag business and this is what I do. But um, I absolutely believe, and it works for me because it's my personality. I share with them about trips I've gone on. I share about them, you know, about life. I think that that's part of the, the learning process. And I think that's what sometimes connects me with some of the students because it is about I do have a life and I am a teacher, but there's also so much more to me than that. So I absolutely tell them, you know, and I think you have to, that's that's what sparks their interest. It is. It is. For those of you who are listening, now, I'm speaking to Maya Rubin, entrepreneur and founder of The Gratitude Bag. She's the gratitude lady and she's hearing her gratitude here at Everyday Folks Radio. If you'd like to speak to her, you can call us at 347-539-5372. Again, that's 347-539-5372. And if you'd like to email us, which you are doing quite well, by the way. This Maya, I must have about nine questions here coming in now. All right, let's go. Let's go ahead and rock and roll. But for those of you who are emailing in or would prefer to do so, everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com is the email to do so. Everydayfolks at gmail.com. So, Maya, here's a question from Mitch from Portland. I try and show gratitude to all and to provide it as well, but some people don't want to return the favor. Should I be concerned with this? How do you deal with this, Ms. Maya? I think a gratitude practice is for you. And I think that the one thing I have learned and I'm still learning is that I can't control anybody else's actions. And for me, 
feeling grateful in certain moments has nothing to do with somebody else. Right. So it's really about developing your own practice, you know, finding the things, even when somebody is not being grateful or they're not being kind to you, find something in that moment. Maybe it's that, listen, I was able to get away from that person. That's something I'm grateful for. I was able to stop listening and pull myself away. But don't stop doing something that's good for you because somebody else is not reciprocating. Well said. You know, it's, I always say this, Vismaya, we have to stay in our own lane. If we're too busy seeing how someone else is driving next to us. We're not going to be able to stay, stay the course. So I think it's right that at the end of the day, you can, only, you can only control yourself and handle yourself. And when you're giving out gratitude or, or, or expressing it or sharing it with the world, you have to give it with the selfless act of giving, which is the altruistic element of it, that you do it with the intention of making good go in the world not for the sake of having something returned, right? Correct. Definitely. Question here from, from Dennis from Boston, Massachusetts. Dennis, the following, Vismaya. What are the types of things you enjoy writing about? Plans to publish a book? Um, I have a chapter in a book called Journey to the Soul. It's a women's prosperity um group it's a compilation of stories from women so I did write a chapter in that uh, one of the things that I envision what I would love to have happen is as more people start using gratitude bags I want to I would love to make a compilation book of stories that I hear from other people mm-hmm. how you know having a gratitude practice and a gratitude bag has made a difference for them or the memory bag that's something that I have thought about doing but I don't have anything in the plans yet. And I say yet because you never know what will happen tomorrow or in the next five minutes. That's very true. Very, very true. As you're speaking, again, there's so many ideas. I, when you mentioned the funeral home uh, convention and, and the notion of engaging with the process, what you provide there with your memory product is so it comes at a time that is most needed. And I think that that's, that's important. We so often are looking at the but at the end of the life, there is this, there's life after death for those who have to live. Mm-hmm. And so I think with your memory product, it really just makes me think how many funerals I've attended in my lifetime recently. And I see how their technology is now playing an integral role in how that's done. People have videos, all kinds of things that are taking place and funeral homes are putting their own spin on how that works but I think something that's just very simple sometimes sometimes you don't need all the bells and whistles sometimes a special message the art of letter writing is lost so I think what you're doing is reviving that in a very interesting special simple way and I also think what's nice about it is that it's not blasted on the internet because somebody may have done something for you that you're not comfortable sharing with the whole world but you'd be okay with their family knowing, you know, maybe they helped you out financially or whatever it is. But um, sometimes you don't want to put everything out in the, on the Internet. But you That's still right. want to, to acknowledge and recognize that person. That's true. That is so true. In fact, when I, I, I recently looked in my yearbook, you know, that, that thing that I got five years ago. <laughs> and as I, <laughs> as I was looking through it, Ms. Maya, <laughs> I, I I came across some folks who have long our path of 
bridge crossed. And I remember, you know, there's always a famous acronym, KIT, keep in touch. And then I right. looked at what people were saying about me. And, and this is my, my young self. And I said, my, this is so fascinating what these people are saying to me. And I look back and I reflect on where I'm at today. And some of it is still consistent. And it makes me feel good. So there is a gratitude, you say, a yearbook serves as that. And I saw that what you're providing as well, again, is so beyond, it's a step beyond that. And it's not time-bound because a yearbook is time-bound to a particular time in your life. What you're doing is you're allowing folks to bring whatever it feels. Maybe something ago or something that happened years ago. Your, your product will allow us to reflect and respond in that regard. I have to share, Vismaya, there are a number of people who are online right now. So we're going to try to take one of the callers, okay? Okay. Hello, caller. You're live on the air with Everyday Folks Radio. Billy Vismaya. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Dr. Jones. How are you? We're good. <laughs> We're just listening in. So, oh, well, I'm, I'm, you're live on the air and you're here with Vismaya, our entrepreneur. Hi. 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 Um, the Keeping Up with K-pop radio show. How are you? I'm great. How are you? We're good. We have a question <laughs> for you. Okay. Um, what is the gratitude bag actually? <laughs> We're really, we're really like curious. curious about what it does, so we want to know. Good question. So a gratitude bag is a small pouch. Curious about what it does, so we want to know. Okay. Good question. So we have a little bit of. of Go ahead. So a gratitude bag is a small pouch that has 36 cards inside of it and a pen. And it gives you some suggestions as to things you could write down throughout the day that you're grateful for. So you write down what you're grateful for on one of the cards, or like business-sized cards, and then you put it back in your bag and you carry your bag with you. And then when you're having a bad day or you just want to celebrate all the good stuff that happens to you, you open it up and it presents you to all the delicious things that happen in your life on a regular basis. So it's a tool to help you write down or a tool that you can use to write down what you're grateful for. And it's portable. Thank you. That was very good. And I didn't realize the K-pop girls wanted to chat with you. <laughs> Thank you, girls, for listening. There are a couple more callers on the line. I want to see if we can get them, okay? Hello, caller. You're live on the air with Billy and Vismaya. Hi. Hi, Billy and Vismaya. How are you? Hi. Hello. Hi, this is Andy from Hollywood. I, I love your show, by the way. This is the first time I've tuned in, and I'm really impressed. I love it. And I love Thank your you topic so today. Um, I'm, I'm about gratitude, too. Um, I don't always know how to – sometimes I wonder if I'm doing it to get something back or if I'm just doing it to do it because it makes me feel good. Um, mm-hmm. Can you answer that question for me, Ms. Maya? Um, sure. To get something back, I'm not so sure if that's, again, coming from somebody outside or if it makes you feel good. I think for me that's – enough okay i mean i do it because it may honestly i write my gratitude list because it makes me feel good it makes me feel good it pulls me uh, yeah it pulls me out of um out of a funk it pulls me if something if there's a situation in my life going on it's not so pleasurable it allows me to sometimes see the other side or, or see the the flip side of the situation so 
it ultimately does make me feel good, and that's why I do it. Interesting. That Interesting. Uh, that, that actually answered my question tremendously. Thanks good. for your answer. Um, two more questions, please. Um, sure. Where can I get gratitude bags? Do you sell them online at, on your website? I do. I have a website, and it is livinginggratitudetoday.com. Okay. Great. And we'll, and we'll provide a link for that as well as my, on my homepage so that folks can access it. Great. And one final question, if you may. I heard you say you don't like setting up for gigs. Um, when is your next gig? <laughs> My next gig is in uh, Virginia, and it's at the funeral home convention. In South oh. Florida, I haven't set one up yet, but it it will soon be coming, and they will be on my website as well. Because I was going to offer to help you set up if it was <laughs> locally. <laughs> Thank you. So I will check on that as I go through your um, website. I really enjoyed your topic. Thank you for... Um, Thank you for everything that you said. Thank you for calling in. And thank you for listening. Thank you so much. You have a wonderful Sunday. My pleasure. Take care. Bye-bye. Wow, Vismaya, look at this. You're just getting all the love here. Love continues to flow in our inbox. I'm going to read a couple other questions. The next one is from Hilda from Miami, Florida. Hilda asks asks the following question. Single mom, it's hard working a full-time job and raising three kids. However, I've always wanted to start my own business. What are your recommendations on getting started? Um, find a networking group, and I will tell you I am part of Women's Prosperity Network, and I love them, and I have nothing to do with them other than being a member. So, uh, But they have given me guidance and coaching, and I would say hire a coach. That was probably one of the scariest things I did because it required me to put money where I was not so sure that I was able to do it, but it also held me accountable. So when you're clear on what it is you want or when you have your idea, write it all out, and then what I would do is I would find a, an organization and get a coach and, or find a friend that will hold you accountable to do certain things each week. Because if you're not moving forward, if you're not doing anything, your business isn't doing anything. Right. So you have to find somebody to hold you accountable. And that's, that, for me, has been a one of the most important things in getting my business moving is the reality that it doesn't happen on its own. Well said. Well said. I have a comment coming in from Mario from Hollywood, Florida. I have a comment for you, Vismaya. I'm going to read the email, okay? Okay. I commend Ms. Rubin for many students and colleagues. I must share that she was a finalist for the Teacher of the Year nomination last year at her school for all of her contributions throughout so many years of service. Two gratitude bags myself, and they remind me that we must be grateful of the things we have and aspire to accomplish. I want to thank her for sharing her inspirational gifts with us and great show to us. Oh, very nice. Thank you, Mario. You have a lot of love. You see, again, I feel whatever you get put out there, it comes back to you. And here it comes back to us, Vismaya, from Chris from Texas, Central Mountain, Central Standard Time. Here goes. I'm going to read it very slowly, okay? 
Maya, I'm a creative person, and honestly, I don't make any money off of my creations. However, I realize that the world revolves around money. Have you ever had moments when you thought you were being too greedy or selfish in your business pursuits and lost focus of the true purpose of your calling, which is being creative and sharing? Um, that's a great question, actually. And uh, I think one of the things that really helped me with that is my coaches would talk, you know, one of the things that they love to say is, you have a service that you're providing to people that will make them happy or feel good, or you have something they need. And it would be really selfish of you to not share it with those people. And when that sinks in, I'm okay selling my product. And I don't have a problem with that. Now, don't get me wrong. If there was somebody who came up to me and said, I need a gratitude bag, I don't have the the money to pay for it, I would use my judgment and I would say, okay, no problem. But I don't think there's anything wrong with with, uh, selling or charging for our services. And I would Mm -hmm. recommend a book that I've been reading on a regular basis that I love, and it's The Science of Getting Rich. And um, it really allows us to be clear on our goals and our vision, and it's okay to to ask for money for for your creation because you're still giving joy and pleasure to other people. Right. Right. And my first book, Everyday Folks, I sold over half a million copies for a while, and I'm grateful for that number of 12 years to have that. But I say this honestly, and I say this to family and friends, and I say this to everyone else. I'm going to support you. I have to support you fully. How can Miss Maya succeed if she's standing on my shoulders to do so? So when I, I share that because sometimes folks don't realize this is our industry. And, yes, it, it's okay to receive a contribution, an emolument of sorts, for your intellectual property and that contribution in that regard. And so I agree with you wholeheartedly, Miss Maya, in your response to Chris. Chris, I only add that don't be afraid to share who you are. And if you're getting an opportunity to gain from it, so that you're able to afford to be able to do what you do so lovingly and, and, and beautifully with the world, I think that's great. And I think there's a win-win there. I think the response was really good, Ms. Maya. Three more questions, Ms. Maya. Here they come. This is from Frank from Jacksonville, Mississippi. Or Jack, Mississippi. Great show, Billy. I love listening. Ms. Maya. Of all the places you travel, which one is your favorite, and what did you learn? Oh, my God, that's such a hard question. <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that. I, 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 how would I even answer that? I, I love it's a it's a hard question because I think that every time I travel, I find something that ma- that I love and is magical about the place that I'm at, and I've been really fortunate to go to a lot of places. Um, I think I spent a lot of time in Spain. I studied there when I was in college, so I spent six months there, and then I've been back a few times after that. And Spain holds a very special place in my heart. It's the place I met a really great group of people who. I didn't speak the language. I thought, you know, being from Miami and my best friend is Cuban, I said, oh, I know how to speak Spanish. I'll be fine. But I really 
immersed in the culture in Spain. I learned how to speak another language. I was not afraid to to be around people and to talk to people and to ask questions. And I found a group of, of friends there who treated me like I was, you know, a five-year-old in the sense that they wanted to show me everything. Oh, look at my city. Look at how beautiful. And and I got to see things that a lot of my colleagues in the in the program I was in with didn't get to see. And that was because I was so open and excited to, to see and to learn and to, to participate. So if I have to pick a place, I'm going to say my first love was Sevilla, Spain. Hmm. But that's a wow. hard one. Oh, wow. <laughs> it is hard. It's hard. Oh, goodness. That, it, even when it, it, as you, Yeah, that's I, I don't. What? My students ask me that all the time, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. Yeah. I agree. I agree. But I think you did well. Here's another question from Tennessee, from Florida. So the, so the, so the, the listener's name is Tennessee, okay? Question. Your Indian name is interesting. Has your learning the meaning behind the name influenced your business pursuits or your business nature? I've never thought of it that way, but I guess in, in many ways it has. I, I took the name on when I was 28, and that was a few years ago, um, <laughs> quite a few years ago. Uh, when I went to massage school, I came back I came back from my trip to India, and I went to massage school, and the professor said, what would you like to be called? And I said, you know what? I said, I want to be called Vismaya because right now I'm going to make a change in my life. I'm going to shift my life. And that was way before I started a business. But when I think about, you know, my spiritual name, Surprise and Wonder, it leaves me open to saying, you know, I need to find more surprises. I need to find more wonder. I need to find more things to to be grateful for. I never thought of it as influencing my business, but I, I really believe now that I'm thinking about it, it has made a huge impact on who I am. Because I, you know, I use both names, but in my business, and most people who know me from this point on, or since I came back from India, know me as Vismaya. Mm. So yes, I do think that it has has played a a huge role. There's another question from Daniela, and Daniela asked the following: Daniela from Miami, Florida, by the way. She wants to know. So, gratitude bag is a great tool. However, what is your interest in placing? That's creating an app or some other tool. I've thought about that, about the app, um, but there's still something very powerful of writing something down. There's a connection, hand-mind connection. So I still think that as much as I like having the app idea, and that mm-hmm. probably will be created in the future, I still like paper pens. I still think that there's a lot of power when the connection, you know, with writing something down. Mm-hmm. Got it. So the app, the app will come at some point. And it does. Even for, I'll share this. I'm working on an app right now for Everyday Folks Radio, and it's it's great when you have SS feeds to work with it, but you have to be at the right. If you're going to have it, it's just another product. It becomes another product on the shelf. You have to be able to use right. it maximize on it and so I, I i'm with you there i'm trying i'm looking and exploring that ways exploring ways of how that could work in my own industry too 
Here's a question from Sydney from New York City, New York. Sydney asked the following. It's pretty thick. And here's the question. In a time, Maya, strife and conflict dominance. It's nice to see someone who is focusing on herself and making the world a better place to live. What message do you have for others who are struggling with inner demons and want a way out? I think that the first step, you know, especially if you're starting a gratitude practice, some days the first step may be, I'm happy I'm alive. And if that's not even the case, let's say you're in that bad of a space, I'm happy I'm able to walk or I'm happy I'm able to to breathe or I'm happy I'm able to use the bathroom. Maybe it's really starting with something very small and and doing that a couple of times a day writing something down, you know, I, the sky is blue. It's not raining today. Grateful for that. Um, I have a glass of water to drink and, and start with something very small. And then what I have experienced, and and I only can tell you that it will happen if you start to do it, do the process is that you will start to see the world a little bit differently you start, it's almost like you're wearing gratitude colored glasses. You know, we talk about rose colored glasses. Really, you have gra- gratitude colored glasses on because you start to look for things. Unconsciously, you start looking for things that you're grateful for. Oh my God, I get to write that down in my gratitude bag. Wow, somebody opened the door for me, or somebody smiled at me and it made me feel good, or, or whatever it is for you. You know, the other day I dropped my headsets out, out of, when I was getting out of the car, I dropped the headsets on the ground. I came back and somebody had placed them on my window not a tremendous big deal. They're from the dollar store. But the act of somebody doing that was I wrote it down. So sometimes it's starting very small because you may not want to get out of bed and you may not feel that great. And I think that, that it's okay to realize you first have to give yourself a break and realize that it's not always easy. And, and I believe that it's not always easy. I believe that it gets easier, but it, it's a practice. You have to just start. True. Very and true. I really hope that that I really hope that that helps because I I get that. I, and in 2013, you know, I didn't I wasn't necessarily going to say this, but in 2013, it was such a test for me. I mean, my dad had part of his lung removed, and then my cousin's husband was killed, and then that was two days after my dad had part of his lung removed, and then three weeks later, my mom had a stroke, and three weeks after that, my aunt went in the hospital, and I knew she wasn't coming out. By the grace of God, with all of that craziness going on, and we're talking about from June, uh, from January, I'm sorry, to June, everything happened. And in June, my aunt finally, you know, passed away. But within all of that, I was training myself to start looking, what's the blessing here? What's the blessing here? One I shared with you, you know, she asked me to help her with her bedpan. The other was that I was able to be of service for my family you know, I had to go, you know, to another state for my cousin's funeral. I was mortified that I had to do it, but I was still grateful that I had the funds to do it. I was able to leave work to do it. Um, I was able to, to be there for my cousin. So it was just focusing on what's working right now, what's working right now, what's working right now. And it's it's really about a practice. Well, thank you so much for that response. And thank you as well, Um was Sydney from New York City. Thank you for a very provoking question. And yeah, I really hope Maya, that, that that helps. Yes. It did. It really did. And I think we at the end of the day we're all human and we all have our moments. 
going to sit here and say I'm perfect in any way, but it's how we weather ourselves through those hours that count. And and I want to salute you in that regard for acknowledging that and showing your human nature. Well, Vismaya, we come to the end of your show. Hour has gone by. It has been an hour, and I just want to first say thank you so for providing insights on your product and the incredible work that you're doing with it, and of all, sharing with us all the value what it means to not think about ourselves all the time entirely and realize that we see that we are part of the picture and that this world, we're all more focused on the good of this world. There's no time for bad. And so I'm so happy that we had the opportunity to converse and that I share with all my listeners, if you'd like to find out more and follow up on this Maya and her those who are interested, you visit it at billypauljones.com. That is www.billypauljones.com. And as well, for those of you who missed this show, this show will be live and available in the next 24 hours through iTunes and as well as through the Everyday Folks blog radio archive for download for those who are interested in a follow-up. So I say thank you to you, Vismaya, for your time. I will surely be in touch with you and like to check in with you months to come, if not a year out, to see what you're adding. Do know here that at Everyday Folks, we support your work and, and value what you're about and look forward to a continued conversation about it. Thank you. It was really fun, and I'm so happy that our our paths crossed and we were able to meet. Absolutely. And I'm going to get your book. I want to read your book. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, you're going to be at the signing, so definitely when you're going to get an invitation to be there, my friend. I appreciate that. Bye. Stay on the line while I go ahead and close out, okay? All right. Thank you. And folks, here you have it. Thank you for listening to Everyday Folks Radio with me, Billy Jones, and my guest, Vismaya Rubin, entrepreneur. Before I close, I'd like to share a couple things that are going on in my world. Special shout out to Distinction Society, the beta chapter of which I am the, the president of, which is the national organization that houses Mu Omicron Delta as well as Lambda Omicron Delta Sorority. Together, we make Society and this coming Saturday, participating in our bi-monthly meal program at the at the Ronald McDonald House, Great Miami, where we go in and we prepare food for families in the Ronald McDonald House residence. If you'd like to show your support and contribute, you may contact me through my author page. As well, this week, this week have another showing of a journey into passion with Anika S. Tune in for her fabulous show at 2 p.m. right here on Everyday Folks Radio this coming Saturday, July 23rd. And lastly, I'm very excited that tomorrow commences the one-week program of the Summer Leadership Institute for High School Males, of which I serve as director of at Broward College. It brings in high school males across the Broward County community and for a week of engagement in their leadership development. So I'm very excited. This is our second annual event. I look forward to meeting the fabulous young men will inspire me and inspire them. Thank you for listening to the show. Everyday folks, it is what it is because of people like you. Thank you for your continued support. And do tune in next week at 3 p.m. same time for another, another exciting interview or conversation. Until then, enjoy your Sunday. Have a great evening.